All right, Lady Ada, what is this? Hey, everybody, and welcome to yet another show and tell the most fun you can have for free on the internet in one hour. We're going to be here from now to about 7.50, and we're going to go on to Ask Engineer. We've got people from around the community, around the world, come by and show us what they're doing, working on making, crafting, hacking, 3D printing. It's going to be a party. So uh, come on by. Don't be shy. And if you've come on before, you're welcome again. We're also going to hear from people and uh, from the Adafruit community and also from DigiKey, speaking of. All right. First up, David. Hello. Hello. What's up to you this week? Oh, well, you know, I have to apologize. First off, Kevin couldn't make it this week, but we have something so exciting to talk about that we just couldn't wait. It couldn't wait till next week. We are just so excited about it. So um, we are proud to announce, and I hopefully I can share my screen. Do, do, do. Let's see, share my screen. Sorry about that. But we are proud to announce our activity with Make on the Boards Guide. It's out this week. So the magazine is just hitting the presses right now. Um, I don't know uh, if everyone has seen the last one, but this one is super duper because we have got 14 Adafruit platforms in here. And of course, the Clue platform is one of the featured ones. So we're very excited about it. We think it's very cool. Um, we are looking forward to two different elements with this one that is different than last year. Number one, we have tons of boards in AR. So last year we only had six. This year we've got about 30 boards in AR. So that's kind of fun. The other thing is, is that when you take a look at it, you can actually see all the platforms plop out and there's the clue platform cool. that's in it. And you can see all the little AR elements next to all those Adafruit platforms. There's the Circuit Playground Blue Fruit. Um, you get to not only look at the platforms themselves, but you can look at key features. You can look at add-on boards to them. All of that is there. We have more boards in this platform or this year than with Adafruit than any other vendor. So we're very excited about it. Um, we think it's a great way for people to visualize the, the platforms it. that are out there. Sorry, sorry, Lamar, what? I am loving it. This is so cool. Yeah, it's 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 really neat. And of course, our highlight of this every single year, which we've done for the last three years now, when once we have the AR elements and, and everything else, is to have our Harry Potter moment with Lady Ada. So this is kind of fun. And of course, this works. You're seeing it work right now with the with the uh, boards guide itself. But you, you can go ahead and download uh, the version of the PDF itself, and that's up on the DigiKey website. So uh, if we take a look at that, you can actually see the PDF is up there itself. Or if you don't even have the PDF, if you just download the app from the either the um, App Store with Apple or the Android Store, um, you actually can just place the boards on any flat surface and play around with them. So a lot of fun. And uh, we're excited to have it out there. Finally, just this just announced this week. Yeah, this is um, I think one of the best. Uh, we were just talking about this before we got started. I think this is one of the best makes and make board guides. Um, yet, yeah, it has a bunch of our stuff in it. But um, the coverage of all the boards, all the different things you can do, all the languages you can use to program it with, and then the uh, AR stuff. It's like it's uh, not only like super modern, but when I was working at Make, we always wanted to figure out like what are the best ways to have the best print experience with digital, the best digital experience with just say a PDF. How do you combine all these things with 
powerful supercomputers. And at the very beginning, the iPhone just came out. So if you're looking for a fun thing to do um, and you like electronics, you can download it from DigiKey site. You can also get uh, Make for Make, and we'll have the makes in the Adafruit store, um, if not now, like any moment. Yeah, I think they're in, they're in stock. Yeah. Pick them up. So, That's all right. Great. And I wanted just to mention one thing. Not only do we have the 2020 version of Lady Ada's video, but we have the 2019 in there as well. Right. So if you don't have enough filled with her for this or ask an engineer, you can watch all those videos of her You as can well. see how I've aged in the last year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of neat. So, so when you put the phone over this, it'll pop the video out and you can play it. And then off to the side, you can see the 2019 um, video. What'll probably be neat is over the course of the years, you know, you'll be able to spin it and like, you know, see all the different um, board updates across the years. Yep. All right. Thank you, all right. David. Cool. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you so much, David. You. And all right. Next up. Uh, Trevor, what are you working on this week in the world of iOS? Hey, so what I've been working on uh, is I well I've been updating the uh, the uh, election day app. So last week I made an election day app where where it uh, um, updates the I'm sorry. <laughs> it uh, basically it's a simple counter that shows you the days that, that are leading uh, leading up to the election, um, and you know like it was. I did it and it was great. Uh, and then I, this week I just chose to uh, change up the uh, the UI. So here it is. Let me share my screen. Do do do. All right, sharing the screen. You're getting right. good at the screen share thing. I I know. I'm getting it. <laughs> so this is, how, <laughs> this is how it looked uh, last week. You know, it you know it wasn't that visually uh, stimulating. It was you know kind of bland and bleak. But this is how it looks this week. Okay. Boom. Ooh. I know. It looks so much better. So mm -hmm. this is the date counter right here. Uh, and right below it, there's like a quote from Obama where, you know, he says, uh, there's no such thing as a vote that doesn't matter. It all matters, which is very true. Also, so right below it, right here, this is a uh, link to vote.org where you're able to get voter information. And what I did was um, I used core location to gather uh, the user's location data to, uh, so that wherever you are, if you're using the app, it'll automatically like link you to your uh, designated uh, area when it comes down to like voting uh, information. So right here, it's linking me to like New York. If I was in Kentucky, it will send me to, uh, to Kentucky Lincoln. That's cool. that. Uh, also, so I added this little thing where it shows like, you know, who's running. Here's a uh, bigger uh, counter. Uh, and also here are the candidates for 2020, Democratic, Republican, uh, the Green Party and Libertarian. Uh, I didn't know that it was, you know, there was uh, so many parties. Um, also, uh, it gathers um, online data. So I'm actually pulling uh, online data from uh, ballotpedia.com uh, and also the images as well. And if I tap on one of the one of the cards, it'll show you some user uh, user data and like uh, some pictures and whatnot. So yeah, that's what I've been working on. Cool. All right. Thanks. This is neat. This is cool because not only is it a fun programming exercise and it's uh, relevant in the news right now, but four years ago, Three, you know, three years ago-ish, 
uh, this would have been different and harder to do mm. with uh, the, the current state of the art. So it'll be interesting to see four years from now um, oh, yeah. how uh, what we're going to do. So maybe that'll be our, our plan. Just like the board guide each year, there's Lady Ada, maybe every four yeah. years, we'll, <laughs> we'll see like what what it's like to develop something like where to vote on oh, yeah. whatever is considered a mobile device. Oh, yeah. And also, right. once again, Swift UI, super easy. I did this in like literally no time. Sweet. That's good. Yeah. Okay, we'll look for Trevor's post on the blog. I think we've been posting up code. Yep. Um, it's going to be well. on GitHub, and I'll also post a code, uh, post, make a post on the uh, Adafruit blog site. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Thanks so much, Trevor. All right. Good to see you, Trevor. All right. Next up, we're going to go to Melissa. Hello, Melissa. Hello. Uh, so I have, uh, I've been working on some guides lately. Uh, I got an ink guide out, uh, so that should be up. And I'm finishing updating a sharp memory display. Uh, and I'm just updating it with one of the new products here, which is a 2.7 inch display. And at the moment, 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 a bad Apple video demo. I just hit reset, so it takes a second. And it's going ahead and playing that. Uh, and so. I'm just kind of like writing how to get that all set up and stuff. I didn't make the demo or anything, but uh, it's fun. I love the contrast on that display. It's really oh, it's I know. a beautiful it, display. Yeah, Sharp is a very appropriate name. It is. I know. If people like a sharper descriptor, it's like, no, that's the company, but it is a sharp display. All right, well, thanks, Melissa. And uh, we're going to talk about some of the guides you've done, a lot of display stuff happening, a lot of Linux stuff happening. You are the queen of Linux and displays and everyone can see your works. All right, <laughs> thanks so much, Melissa. All right, thank you. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. Right along, we're gonna go to Aaron. Hello, Aaron. Hello. Hello. Hey, so uh, last week I showed a necklace that I made and I have not been able to stop making them. I'm so excited about them. So I just wanna show a couple more uh, this week. I'm getting into this uh, wire wrapping technique, and it's a it's a resin for. Uh, we've got a little on-off switch right here. Let's see if I can reach it, but then it comes on and it, it glows and looks beautiful. Um, this one is uh, I'm using a. I, I kind of been digging in the back of my drawer. I'm using up all the old boards that don't really work very well anymore, or the dirty ones, or the ones that you know are half soldered up. So this one's running Arduino code. And then I made another one, which oh, I love. Um, and this one is using a slightly newer board, so it's using uh, CircuitPython running fancy LED. So that's been kind of fun to uh, to compare the two different, uh, just how they look, you know, at each other and and see like what the difference is and see you know which I like better and how to get you know the easier more colors and better fades and stuff like that. So I've been having fun playing with these um, quite a lot. Uh, the other thing I'm kind of getting proud of is that is they're really thin for LED necklaces. I've made a lot of LED necklaces in the past, and they're just chunky. You know, they they're like an inch and a half thick because you got to have room for the batteries and everything in there. But uh, I'm 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 minimizing all the components and getting them in there using an itsy bitsy for this one, uh, and it all fits in this lovely little package with USB charging and an on-off switch and all this stuff. So just kind of excited about these. All right, good work, Aaron, and everyone's looking forward to a guide on that coming soon. You've been doing a lot of resin work. Good, it's a good time for resin because it's nice and, and hot out. Yeah, it's warm. Okay, all right, thank you, Aaron. Next up, uh, JP. JP, what you doing this week? Hey, uh, so this week I'm working on a Bitcoin uh, price tracker. 
Uh, and I decided because I had a lot of pieces that I'm having to hold together at the moment to show it off to just stick it inside of a cool looking case. Um, and if we here inside, you can see the current value is $11,745. Uh, actually, I don't own any Bitcoin, so this isn't of a great value to me, but I am impressed by how quickly this um, has been rising. I, I think it's moved like 12 or $13 in the last couple of hours. That's upward. why it's such a great demo because it's constantly changing. Yeah, you'll see. Yeah, I'll be sitting there and, and uh, I shot a video that we posted uh, uh, to social media earlier. And I just did two passes with my camera and it already changed by like eight bucks or something like that. Um, so I'll be showing uh, the details of how that's uh, put together and how that works on my uh, workshop show tomorrow. So come on by, check it out. Uh, it's Circuit Python uh, and it's a uh, an airlift uh, M4 Metro M4 airlift using Wi-Fi to get that value. And I'll show you all the uh, all the details of how that works. Awesome. Thank you, JP. Always keeping the money rolling. All right. Right. Virtual coin. Next up, Noam Pedro. Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? Yeah, so this week, um, let's see. We got our our new matrix. And let's share the screen here. Yeah, so we wanted, we've been playing around with the new matrix and the black LED acrylic. Uh, so we came up with this nice little 3D printed case that has a new break, uh, Neo Matrix embedded in there. We 3D printed this grid to create the, uh, all the grid effect. And the LED, the black LED acrylic is, on, is uh, in front of it. In the back here, we got the proto feather wings so we can kind of swap out different feathers. Um, and it's just mounted there with some uh, 2.5 screws. And it's a really neat effect. Um, so, so this is, so this is uh, sort of the grid bare eye blinding. And we got a couple of different acrylic pieces just kind of showcase the difference. Normally, your, your transparent um, acrylic looks like this. This is kind of like your tinted type that you can get at your local hardware store. Yeah. It doesn't quite diffuse it. Um, so if you compare it to uh, some of the black lady acrylic, see what it looks like when we start moving it over. Ooh. You kind of see the effect comes It really pixelates it nicely. And the, I like the little grid that you made. That's a perfect yeah. print project. It's so hard. You can't make them by hand. It is, and I, I kind of ran into this issue where I couldn't get the grid to be flush uh, with the PCV because there's caps like all over the place, right? Yeah. So what we did was we made these little cutouts so that it can be flush with the PCV, so it accommodates for all the little caps there. Uh, so it has a perfect fit there. Um, yeah, and uh, having the feather wing on the back is really nice because we can swap it out and uh, do some Wi-Fi connectivity. That's a that's a nice design, perfect for pixel art. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, so we put together a guide on how to assemble the case, and uh, it uses the uh, the demo code that's a part of the LED animation uh, library for CircuitPython. Okay, cool. All right, nice work, and then Pedro. More yeah. black LED acrylic will be seen in mo more projects because I can tell oh, yeah. you like it. Yeah. All right, bye, folks. Thanks. All right. Bye. Thanks so much. Next up, we're gonna go to Colin. Hello, Colin. Hey, Colin. Hello. Hi. Take it away. Um, it's been too long since I made a synthesizer should do that regularly. So I'm process remedy in that situation. And it's good to be back. It's good to be playing with the sounds again. And I, right here, you see the result of a little experimenting uh, with a Feather M4. And we're running CircuitPython with this deal here. And okay. just going out in the built-in, two built-in DACs. I just, let's celebrate that fact and nice. put them to use. Um, so this is running out, you know, we've got an encoder here for add a little auto control and whatnot. 
and mm -hmm. uh, these are the two amps to two speakers. So this is like a nice little spin because, you know, you can always just make another synthesizer, but why not try something a little different? So these are actually outputting two different waveforms, which in person is kind of a cool dimensionality. But of course you can't uh, notice that uh, here. But I'm looking into building off this. I was lucky that I was able to repurpose this uh, mechanical keyboard that I made uh, too as a controller. Um, so I'm gonna work and uh, change it so that we can control uh, the frequency difference between the two waveforms with the encoder. Mm. And maybe even add a third speaker or a what? fourth. I don't know. There's so many possibilities. Uh, yeah. Sounds pretty, sounds pretty dark from here. But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I've got like to see what's coming along. I actually have some ideas for how I could arrange these and control the separation between the physical, you know, physical separation between the speakers too, which I, like I will reveal at a later date. What's up? I like the keycaps. Oh yeah, these are these are classics. It's actually supposed to be uh, keycaps inspired by Canon cameras, I believe was the idea. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'll I'll hopefully be coming back and showing this in a further evolved state and probably with different keycaps to showcase as a bonus. All right, great to see you, Colin. And great, your, thank you so much, and Colin. Cool. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, next up, we're gonna go to Paint Your Dragon. Paint Your Dragon, what you got going on this Hello week? There. Uh, well, Halloween's coming up. Halloween's always coming up for me. Um, every year we, we tend to do an eyeball project. Um, you know, we had the Halloween and then the monster mask. And like the monster mask is just like the chef's kiss, perfect eye project. And so I don't have a new eye project for this year. It's kind of like, I think we did it. I think we, I think we just, we have the perfect thing here. Um, but the other thing I do every every year around Halloween is I like to go to the um, different stores and see what kind of uh, what kind of decorations and Halloween props uh, are are coming out for the year, and uh, we have the COVID thing, so I can't I, I don't want to go to the stores and check this out. So I'm just watching online, and I saw that uh, both Costco and Home Depot, you know the big the big animatronics, um, they have these these yard animatronics, and they have the blinking eyes in them. Right, finally. What? Yeah, so I, I was excited by this. And it's funny, because if you look, there, there's three of them, and one of them is a skeleton. You look at the skeleton's eyes, and it's like, I know where that gra where the graphics came from. Um, someone, is, someone is aware of our work. And, uh, you know, that, that's cool, because it's, it's, you know, we do open source, and a lot of, like, Kickstarter projects, a lot of people build on our work, and that's, that's uh, pretty neat. But I was really curious. It's like, hey, I, I recognize re recognize the graphics on those eyes. I wanted to get inside one, and like see how how similar these really are. So I, I ended up. I got the werewolf. I didn't find out about the dragon till after the fact. Right. So I got the uh, the werewolf, and uh, you, you can see I, I I plucked his eyes out. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I'll put them back in. I know that's kind yeah. of what usually happens is we come up with something, you know, and it's for hobbyists, and it's not. Um, manufactured on, you know, Costco level scale. So you usually see, you know, someone else's version of it. Yes. They came up with. Right. And so, um, so I was curious, I, I pulled the werewolf's eyes out and uh, it's, it's a different, um, 
image here, but we can customize you know customize these things real easily. Yeah. But uh, I, I was just curious how they how they were able to you know mass produce this in something that that you know these parts. I, I estimate uh, it's probably like five dollars at the high end, uh, probably less than that. But it's two it's two very basic uh, TFT color displays, yeah. same image on both, and one of them is just a passive passive screen. All the smarts are just on one board, microcontroller, uh, flash memory with the graphics, and then some some passive components. So I I got even further into it with the oscilloscope and seeing how this works. And I did a guide on the learning system that explains uh, pretty sure how this whole thing works. Uh, and if I wanted to, I could I could pull the flash chip off and probably replace the graphics with something else. But I kind of like, okay, I, I see how this works at that point. Yeah. And I, I called yeah. it off. But um, yeah, so so if, if, you're, if you're interested in that sort of thing, check out the guide how, um, you know, it's interesting how, how um, how this stuff filters down to uh, you know cheaper and cheaper options out there. No, it's yeah. it's cool. It's like we wanted more eyes, and you did eyes and eyes, and like now, I mean, they didn't do as good a job as you did. Obviously, in case anyone's wondering too, we love to see this stuff because a lot of yeah. people will see um, this decoration and say, "Well, I'm not going to buy it a seven foot animatronic. I want to just make something my on my own with eyes in it and." Adafruit has that, so we have real. Yeah, that's the thing is we don't just have it there. Yeah, and and much like um, you know, just to give an analogy, if you eat at a great restaurant, you you have that experience of the meal. But with Adafruit, you get the cookbook and a list of all the <laughs> ingredients, and you can make it yourself. So I, I think that's one of the other things. Like a lot of people saw light up shoes that had um, like NeoPixels in them, essentially, and they didn't like the style of the shoes or they didn't you know, care for uh, however they looked and they made their own um, because those shoes were based on shoes that we did. So this is, this is all good news. Thanks for um, finding that. Or what are you going to do with the, uh, the corpse, the husk? Oh, of this I'll, I'll, put, I'll put these back in the werewolf and I will, I'll stick it out front for Halloween. Cause well, I don't know if anyone's going to be doing the door to door this year, but uh, I have, I have the big Halloween decoration. Cause I, I, I like Halloween stuff anyway, so uh, yeah. that was unfortunate, wasn't it? I hope it. I hope the kids do go for Halloween, but they only, you know, they wear masks and they just like. You don't wear masks. They're going to be ninjas. Yeah. yeah. If I if I do the candy thing, I'm going to set out a, a table, so people are on the other side. You know, there's a little yeah. separation there. Put put the candy out on the table. We'll see. Anyway. Yeah. Um, check out the guide if, if you're interested in that sort of thing. And uh, I suspect somebody eventually will go in there and reprogram the. Yeah, sure. Super fun. Um, okay. Yeah. A, nice, right. a nice intro. Thanks so much. You bet. Thank Paint you. Your dragon. Paint your dragon. Okay. Next up, we're going to go to Nick Donaldson, and then we're going to go to Jeff, and then Liz. So i add Nick to the chat. Hey, Nick. Hello, Nick. Wow, Nick's got some cool toys. Guys, um, I'm so glad to finally be on my, my good friend, Aaron. Oh, wow. On this for a while, um, so I have a fun little Raspberry Pi project for you today. Um, I put a, a Raspberry Pi on my last robots, she's right there. No, no, there, that thing. Uh, and it's such a great little board. And one of the great things about it is how tiny it is. Um, so I have two teenage sons, a 13 and a 16 year old, and their worst nightmare is no Wi Fi, no internet. So, what I've done is I've created this little standalone internet kill switch 
um, that fits entirely within this little cheap ESOL. Um, and when I push the button, the Raspberry Pi inside sends a secure shell, uh, uh, a secure shell so my firewall drops the token in a directory that says block his firewall. <gasps> the firewall then runs a, an IP table script and blocks all their MAC addresses. And when oh. I, I, I release it, yeah, when I then uh, uh, undoes I can hear screams in the background. So, uh, and, and I, <laughs> right, exactly. And and to keep it charged, I have uh, QI pads in here. And, and uh, I actually found that the, the unit had to be perfectly centered on the QI pad. So I printed this awesome little uh, holder yeah. on my, my Sigma R19 in two colors. So uh, let me crack this open and I'll show you what it looks like. I just, I just like the idea that like you're at dinner and you're like, eat your vegetables. And Aiden's right. like, I'm not. And you're just like, don't make me press the switch. <laughs> exactly. So inside you've got, uh, you can see this, you've got the Raspberry Pi Zero is there. There's a LiPo. Uh, there's a couple of boards. I actually have a, I had a, a breadboard. I breadboarded it at one point. Oh, great. Uh, so you got a, a, a little um, a butt converter to, actually, uh, this is the butt converter. Uh, there's a QI um, receiver with a uh, another butt converter to stabilize it into a little charging thing. So all of these boards fit into this the case, which is awesome. And and the uh, the end result is uh, so right now I have it in testing mode. Um, so it's all it's doing is shutting off the mac address for my iphone so if i if i kill it led flashes it sent the signal if i begin the test now i should be offline yeah look at that nothing oh nothing. no oh no, uh, no, no. It, uh, and test again now oh. yeah it's online Yay. <laughs> That happens really quickly, uh, and uh, because uh, because it's it's a QI thing, I can have this on here, and then I can pick it up and chase them around the house and threaten them with it. It's an excellent yes. tool, parenting. Let me tell you. Yeah. How um, technical are your kids? Are they going to be able to hack this and like spoof something? Or they can get an, they can get an Ethernet card, they yeah. get a hackable are, MAC address, to reprogram the MAC address. Are you worried about yeah. that? Yeah. They have actually challenged them to do that. It's actually not that secure. Um, it, it's literally, it's, it's, I created a Pi user on my firewall, uh, which is totally non-privileged. Um, it has write permissions to a directory within its home directory uh, and is running a script and it, it receives secure shell uh, uh, or, or the, the, the Raspberry Pi here, uh, secure shells in with a uh, RSA key. Uh, to the firewall drops a token in that directory and then I have a separate script running as root yeah. checking that directory every few seconds or once a second uh, and when uh, when it sees that file it deletes the file and runs the script so I, I hope uh, they actually what they do is they log into the firewall and then block the MAC addresses of those two pi zeros so yeah, you don't a, realize that yeah. you have the internet there's a lot of, and then they can pretend there's like, a lot oh, of no, strategies yeah, this is almost like a test. Like as soon as they, as soon as they pass, they get out of the thing, and then they're Batman or something. I don't know. Like, yeah. right. watch out! Right. And, and, like it's not that secure. Like obviously, my firewall is pretty locked down. 
Um, but the, the Pi user has a totally crappy little password. Uh, it's it's uh, yeah. it's not that secure, and I've challenged them to crack it. So we, we shall see. I will report okay. back. Yeah. Oh, the, and the other thing, you're going to have to cooperate. So one gets shut down. You know, one of them doesn't have internet. The other one will have to like look up how to do this. They'd have to like maybe go to this video, right. stream it. They'll have to cooperate. So uh, this is uh, advanced level parenting. Congratulations. Uh, exactly. And I, I think I might, I might build the third one that is the master because I guarantee you that they're going to try and shut off each other's internet. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Hidden, that when I push it, it enables the system and then I can shut it this off. This is totally like the yeah. prisoner's dilemma, but yeah. over internet. Yeah. All right, well, nice work, Nick. Thank you. All right. Good Cheers. work. Next up, Jeff. What you got going on this week, Jeff? Hello. Well, uh, earlier you kind of did the perfect setup talking about uh, how open source hardware means you, uh, you know, take it and create something else. So I'm sure Lady Ada could even say what the product number on this guy is. Uh, it is wildly copied on the internet. Um, but I had read that you can take this and instead of using a low, free, low precision crystal, you could bring in your own high precision signal and uh, bring that in instead so that your output. Uh, so I should back up. This board uh, creates three controllable frequencies and you set it up in software. And I'm in a quest for more uh, accurate or more precise clock frequencies, just kind of for its own sake. So people on the internet gave me tips that you can bring in, re rewire it a little bit and bring in your own clock signal of hopefully high accuracy and derive your clock from that. So you got a little bodge wire, you got some uh, hot glue to keep it in place, but that's just not satisfactory. But since all of the Adafruit designs are open source, you can grab it and embellish it however you see fit. So I added a proper clock-in connector. I added a trinket that can set up the frequency automatically each time I plug it in. And uh, it works like a charm. You know, you go with the 3D printed enclosure Ooh. with, uh, you know, input 0, 1, 2 outputs, little USB inlet on the back, and, of course, the obligatory wire because you didn't get your first board quite right. Okay. Um, but, you know, it was just a lot of fun to both be able to take the Adafruit board design, which imported into KiCad just fine, thank you very much, uh, and then add a standard part like a Trinket M0, and you're just a little bit away from the product that was customized to do, or customized to do what I want. And all the design files are there, so anybody can do this with any of the products, and that is that is really great. Yay. Yeah, and only because I was just on a um, video chat with um, someone in the open source hardware community, uh, and one of the things that we were talking about is, so we're in the middle of a pandemic and, you know, whatever this worst depression recession is going to be called, and um, Adafruit's not going out of business, and one of the criticisms of open source hardware is people will say, well, I don't want to put my stuff out there because it's going to get copied and someone's gonna make money off of it. And there's a whole bunch of things that people, they, they psych themselves up to not publish software and hardware. And if a woman owned company in New York City during a global pandemic and biggest depression can manage to give away all their files and all of the code under licenses, there's no excuse. Like it just, it, it just means that you're missing an opportunity to have other cool things out there. Mm -hmm. um, there, there really hasn't been a 
example of I've released something under an open source hardware license, open software license, and uh, it completely destroyed my business. There's always, it, it gets mentioned, but it, there's never an example. And I want to stress to folks, like, you see a bunch of stuff, even when that uh, werewolf thing that Phil B showed. So that's a closed source derivative, probably, of like something we did. It had no effect on things. So this is always good to see, because like, this is, what's the point of doing all this unless other people can make and share? Like, what? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I have tons of experience with how in open source this works, whether it's companies who choose to put their source out there or hobbyists who choose to do it. And that doesn't hurt anybody. I'm newer, much newer to the open source hardware part of it. But I mean, clearly it's working. And yeah. Yeah. I just want to, you know, I have, I have to remember once in a while to, because um, we're in this, so it's hard to uh, stop and make an observation. But, uh, if we were closed source, we wouldn't have got this far. Because we're open source, it's only helped us. And if you look at things like Feather, um, while we were doing the show, I glanced over another Feather format yeah. board came out from someone else. Yay. And that doesn't take away from us at all. It's like that quote, like the candle, the other person's candle you light doesn't diminish your own flame. It just allows someone to light their candle and then light another candle, another candle. So thanks for like sending it. Thanks for showing this, um, Jeff. And it just reminded me. I was going to talk about this on on show and tell uh, or ask an engineer, but just yet another good example of like if you like to see engineering out there, set it free. For sure. All right. All right. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. Have a good evening. All right. All right. Next, next up. up. Speaking of open source hardware and software, Liz is always doing stuff. Liz, what you got going on this week? How's it going? Um, as I share my screen, hey. I have a little bit of a story. Uh, so when I did um, the Blinka jump game learn guide, uh, there was one aspect of the code that I really enjoyed, and it was um, getting Blinka to do an animation by alternating two pieces of a tile grid. Yeah. Uh, so um, while I was working on that, I wrote on my whiteboard uh, party parrot animation on a clue. Uh, so this past week, uh, I took the gif of the famous party parrot, uh, and I split it out into a 10... Uh, grid long tile grid so I could load it into the clue and then past two days I've been playing around with different ways of animating it right now there's two um, kind of uh, there's two grids going um, one um, a two by four at the top two by four at the bottom uh, and they're randomly iterating so that they'll randomly uh, animate in different spots uh, so kind of silly uh, but it makes me smile uh, it's pretty fun also I like using this way to kind of bring an animation onto the clue with the display IO library. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is great. The other thing um, in, oh, can you hand me the magazine? This is uh, the magazine. Right? The, the other thing is uh, good timing. Um, yes. You know, the clue is on the cover of make. You just did the virtual maker fair. Um, you know, before we were doing the show until this week, uh, we were just talking to David from DigiKey. Microcontrollers are now so powerful, you can do stuff like this. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. I, you know, it's party period. Haha, it's, you know, it's silly, funny. But it's actually really hard to do. But this is, this is, this was so hard to do and nearly impossible just a few years ago. And now it's, you know, a 20 something dollar board and yeah, a and little, little bit of code and you can, you could do something like this. And if I can just quickly show the code, actually. Oh, we lost um, your hmm? Can you still hear me? Yeah. Okay. Um, 
So just to quickly show the yeah. code, it's kind of messy right now because I'm in the, the middle of it and I comment things out as I go, but this is all that's making it animate. It's just these couple lines. Um, so really easy. Yeah. yeah. So love CircuitPython. Cool. <laughs> Super all cool. Right. All right. Thank you nice so much, part. Liz. Take care and maybe see you next week. See you next week. Yes, absolutely. Have a good one. Right. Hit the cat. Next okay. up. Hey, Mark. Hey, Mark. Welcome back. Guess it would help if I got my mic on. Hey, yeah, I saw lot. your project making the rounds. Yeah, uh, thanks a lot. Uh, for anyone that didn't know, I published a guide on how to make the little weather display that I showed a few weeks ago. So I'm really happy that I finished that off. Yeah, just in time for like the craziest weather ever around the country. Yeah, it's actually calmed down a little bit in Canada where I am. Uh, it's just gotten hot, yeah. uh, which isn't as usual for us and especially for a redhead like me, uh, not my favorite. So then also last week I was showing off the little uh, lithophane that I'd done. Well, and I just finished the code while I was watching other people. I now have its big brother yeah. finished. Um, complete now, I've, I took a bunch of uh, NeoPixels, cut them up, made a grid, and was able to now actually control and like make some cool effects with the, the colors in the background, um, whether I'm going to end up showing time of day or just uh, randomly, including the NeoPixel library, which I discovered and uh, I'm glad you guys have now. Uh, hopefully, you can get some cool animations on here as well. That's cool. That's awesome. So it's just a small update from last week. That's right. Uh, it's a small update, but it's a big update. <laughs> yeah, uh, and it, actually, I was most happy that this is the largest 3D print I've managed to successfully do, okay. which uh, instead of a pile of plastic sitting beside me. Okay. We saw a, uh, a Naomi, uh, who a lot of people know in the 3D printing community. Uh, she emailed, and uh, there's a belt. 3D printer where the bed is a belt. Oh yeah. So you could just 3D print stuff and then it moves it along the belt and then eventually you just have a bucket of parts. That's that. So finally, like you know, 3D printers have been you know kind of okay. It just prints stuff and like there's bigger form factor ones. But this is the first one I've seen that has a, a belt drive. Yeah, reinvented that, but I don't think he ever. Yeah, I don't think they ever implemented. Yeah. So I think that'll be. Uh, I'm kind of curious what folks are going to do with 3D printing projects when you can just print it and then the the bed itself moves and then eventually it just you know goes off to the side in a bucket so anyways start, okay. start thinking of ideas mark because there uh might be a new type of 3d printer out well that would be now that i've got this one working a little bit more it'll be uh really interesting to take a look at yeah but thanks for all you guys help i never would have yeah. got like the guide and any of these projects done without all your guides and information that's why it's and out there Showing up in here gave me the encouragement to actually write guides. And you guys were just talking about it, uh, sharing projects and putting it out for others to learn from. That's right. I had a lot of feedback from the initial weather station I put. And it's just great hearing that it's helping other people. Awesome. Yeah, we learned if you want to see engineering, you have to share engineering. That's right. And uh, it turns out it works. Yeah. Right okay. on. OK, thank you so I, much, Mark. Keep coming I back and showing your projects. Always a joy. Thanks a lot. All right, Lady okay. Ada, that is our show and tell for the week this week. Thank Boy, you so much, everybody. We'll be doing Ask an Engineer at 8 p.m. Don't forget, no, and Pedro, every 
Wednesday on 3D Hangouts. That's 11 a.m. Tomorrow, JP is doing JP's workshop at 4 p.m. And Scott has his deep dive. Usually, I think it's around 5 Eastern. Um, I have to double check. I'm usually in a meeting around then. So I know it's exactly. I, when I know when. I know when. <laughs> I know when I'm not around. Okay. Um, but we'll be doing Ask an Engineer in a few minutes. Thank you so much, everybody. We're here every single week, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Show and share your projects, and uh, see you next week. Bye, everybody.